This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. Okay, finally, I'm going to talk about the women in sports media thing. Sarah Spain's Eyes Up Here episode from her podcast. But before I do that, though, the Nats. I got to talk about the Nats, man. They've won, what, seven of eight? They've lost one game this month. They're just killing it. And I knew this was going to be good times when they finally won a game on my season plan. Finally, boy. It took them forever. Like, it was annoying to watch them lose three straight times and all the games were close. Look at this, man. Matt Adams, he's batting 400. This is in the month of May. He's batting 400. He has seven home runs and 13 RBIs. Man, that's like MVP type stuff. He keep doing this. He going to be the player of the month. The NL player of the month. Now, Defoe's batting 429 with two home runs and four RBIs. Bruh, and we don't even, we just getting Rendon back. And getting Murphy back too. Well, not right now, but eventually we'll get Murphy back. It's old. The NL East goes through DC. Don't forget that. Don't even front, man. And what about the Caps, though? They finally beat the Penguins, man. Finally. It took them long enough. Now, it was annoying just watching them come up short. I think the worst one was where I think they lost in six two years ago. And I was just chilling at Kate Center. I was watching in front of all my friends and stuff. And we just lost in overtime. I was just stunned, man. I was heartbroken. And that year, they were supposed to play the Lightning that year. Now, finally get that matchup. And let's see what happens here. I hope the Caps win. If they don't, I mean, it's DC Sports, right? <laughs> For real, yo. All right, let's get into this Sarah Spain episode. I liked it. I mean, I listened to it, well, I say one in three-fourths time. Because I listened to it one whole time. And then the next time, I kind of skipped one of the parts. I, I get I get the point, though. Before I get into the episode itself, a little background on Sarah Spain. So what I knew about her before actually looking her up, of course, I see her on Around the Horn. That's where you see her the most. You see her on ESPN in whatever capacity. Uh, she's an ESPNW columnist. She's a reporter. That's all I knew about her. Oh, and her Twitter feed says she's a washed-up hept-athlete? Heptathlete? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which means, I don't know how many events that is. What's that, eight, six? That she was on the track team doing all those events? In addition to that, she played other sports, too. I mean, track, track and field, of course. Hockey, basketball volleyball and she was a captain or had a huge role in them all dog that's just that's major leadership so she was born to be a leader she was just born to be in sports man it's been she's always been a big presence in sports no matter what she did she also comes on first take sometime well rarely rarely she'd be on first take but one time she was on first take it was her kate fagan and it's like two other chicks. And man, Twitter went crazy. I'll never forget that episode. That episode was crazy. The trolls were off the hook that day. 
But I loved it, man. They knew what they was talking about. So she started out on local websites. She's on WN, WGN Radio. She's a sideline reporter, and she's on WGN TV. Now, if you don't know what WGN is, you know, that's the big local TV, I don't know, TV radio station in Chicago. So, uh, you know, she's all Chicago. I understand, you know. She grew up there, and she worked around Chicago sports, so I understand. And that's another thing I knew about her before, of course, I started researching who she was, that she was a huge Chicago fan, especially Cubs. You know, I was talking a little trash last year because, of course, my Nationals playing the club, the Cubs in the playoffs, and they beat us. I was heated. Every time she got happy, I kept saying, yeah, wait till next game. Wait till next game. You'll see. You'll see. I kept saying that till game five, and then we lost, and I was heartbroken. I was, man, that that one hurt. I thought we really were going to win that series. But that's another topic for another day, probably in September when or October when the Nationals lose in the playoffs again. But anyway, so her claim to fame, I don't think it's her claim to fame, but she had an eBay stunt. For Super Bowl tickets, she did a bet where she went on a date with somebody for Super Bowl tickets, and her team still lost because she's a Bears fan. They were in the Super Bowl against the Colts. You know, no one thought they had a chance. At least I didn't. Not against Peyton Manning. I can't believe they even got that far with Rex Grossman. Whatever, man. But that that was funny. That was interesting to, to find out that she did that little stunt. Go on a date with Sarah Spain for Super Bowl tickets? Oh, I'll take that. That's easy. So she did a little segment called More Than Mean when she had men reading degrading tweets to women. Try to get awareness on sexual harassment. She did it with Julie DiCario or DiCaro. I don't know where they did that segment. I don't know where they did, but it was a pretty good idea. You know, it makes you think. It makes you empathize. But... If you was to do that on, like, a mainstream channel, oh, my God, the trolls would be out of... You thought the trolls were out of control on first take and with Skip Bayless. Oh, my God, the trolls would be all over that. But it also, like, give people like me perspective, like, what women go through on a daily basis sometimes. So she has a bunch of awards. I don't think I should go over them. I don't think I wrote them down, but, you know, she has her awards, which is cool. Oh, and another cool thing about her... She did improv in L.A. Like, that's that's pretty cool, which makes sense because she's pretty funny. You know, like, she's pretty funny. Well, some sometimes she is. She has a sense of humor, and she has a nice delivery. She communicates very well, I got to admit. So I, I can see her doing comedic, comedic bits. I can definitely see her doing that. Uh, so she does charity work. She does things for dogs and stuff. I think she rescues dogs and stuff. Rescues dogs and stuff like that. She works with inner city Chicago youth. So instead of like everybody else making a punchline joke about the violence in Chicago and how awful they think Chicago is, she's actually doing stuff to change that perspective and to actually do some good and to change Chicago around. She's actually playing a part in that, which is pretty cool. She's not sitting behind the screen talking trash, which I, I kind of respect that. Another thing she's involved in is Here to Cheers, uh, helping athletes get hearing aids. That's pretty cool. 
She hosted a fantasy football show. She has other podcasts. With uh, she got Spain and Fitz, which is like a regular podcast. She got the Trifecta, which is kind of like that's what she said, which is the podcast I'm kind of about to speak on soon. The Trifecta. That's with can't remember who, but it's three women and it it talking sports and other topics in sports. It's pretty cool, you know. She just start up podcast and it's pretty good in all of them i have to, i have to admit but um so she's controversial she's not afraid to take on conflict and controversy she always clapping back on twitter she always has hot takes it doesn't seem like she's afraid of anybody i think one of her biggest clapbacks and controversial takes is about LeVar Ball. When she said LeVar Ball sets a low bar for fatherhood, like what he's doing shouldn't be over-celebrated. It's what he's supposed to do, pretty much. Like there's other fathers out here that don't say and do the things he does, but they're taking care of their kids. Like they don't get enough recognition, but this guy does. And people overemphasize how he cares for his kids and his wife, and there's plenty of guys that do the same thing without all the unnecessary comments comments and hoopla. I get it. That's that's a good take in my opinion. I, I understand. But I'm not gonna get into what I think about that or LeVar Ball. I mean it is what it is. You know, we gotta agree to disagree on LeVar Ball. But her take on that particular subject is legitimate. I gotta give her that. Now the funny thing now the weird thing about that or maybe weird, maybe funny, is it was a YouTube video on about first take, right? Stephen A. Smith kind of responded, Stephen A. Smith and Max kind of responded to Sarah Spain's take. And Stephen A. agreed. He agreed, which is pretty cool. Uh, he kind of saw what I saw. Like, it makes sense that we got to step back and just see that it's really not as big of a deal what kind of father he is really not big of deals as we think but the comments though the comments the you go look on that youtube page search sarah spain first take or something like that and it, it will say the top comment is she only has a job because of those double d's i laughed i laughed for multiple reasons but i think the biggest reason was it kind of proves Sarah Spain's point about what her what her podcast, at least the Eyes Up Here episode, is about. It proved her point. It got 77 likes. Another comment that said, it said, she makes money for her sports opinion. That got nine likes, no comment. There was another post defending her, and that only got 26 likes. <laughs> she got called a feminist, of course. Of course. And Molly got called a feminist she always get called a feminist that's one of her biggest criticisms is that she's a feminist and takes up for women and takes those type of stands I, I get it I get it if that's what she feels that's what she feels it is what it is basically about Sarah Spain she's just not afraid to lead she doesn't give any fucks for the most part and she she feels strongly about something she's gonna let you know Maybe it's a Chicago thing. Maybe it's just her, her personality. But looking at her background and stuff, I can see why she is the way she is. I mean, you don't excel in school and sports and lead and all of those things. 
just to sit in the background and not make your voice be heard. She was built for this, from what I see. Anyway, I spent enough time on that. So, her podcast, That's What She Said, is on iTunes. So, you can go download, subscribe, whatever. Go go check that out. I've only heard this one episode, but I plan to hear the others. But anyway, Eyes Up Here talks about different challenges women in sports media face. She had interviews with Molly Karam, Mina Kimes, L. Duncan. Those are the big ones. And Kate Fagan. I mean, all these other... These other chicks she interviewed, I don't really know. But whatever, they had great opinions as well. Anyway, big thing was these ladies are worried about how they are dressed in the media. Like, when they get on in front of camera, they are worried about how they're dressed. Because guys make disparaging comments online. One and two is cool, but... You get about 50, 100 of those a day. It gets annoying. I, I kind of get it. I think what finally what finally pushed her over the edge is she posted a pic, maybe on Instagram, maybe on Twitter. It was her taking a pic with some little girls who were playing soccer, and there were a lot of comments about her tits, her boobs. That kind of annoyed, that really annoyed Sarah Spain. It really stuck in her mind. And that just made her come up with this idea to talk about what women face in sports media. Honestly, I'm going to be real with you. Sarah Spain's beautiful. Her husband is very lucky. I never even noticed her boobs until she said something about it on the show. I'm going to be honest. On on my late grandma Doris, bro, I didn't even notice her tip. Until she said something. But I can see, I see what she means. It's just the last straw, man. She gets tired of the comments about her boobs. Like, as I said about the YouTube video on first take. I mean, that's the number one example. That's an example right there. Like, and the fact that it got more likes than anything just shows what typical guy thinks about Sarah Spain without really looking at her background and what she does. So she doesn't want to be sexualized and stared at by someone she isn't interested in. Well, I understand that. But also on the flip side, devil's advocate, it sucks for guys like me who struggle with girls all his life, who struggles to approach, gets anxiety about approaching women. I have to put that in the back of my mind, like, okay, most of these girls aren't interested bisexualizer she definitely ain't gonna be interested man like what do i do i back off i don't say anything i tense up i freeze up this happens every day and stuff like that wouldn't help me at all that doesn't help my approach anxiety but when you look at it from her perspective you want to be respected pretty much especially since she got a husband anyway so the interviews shows that she's not alone. And these are big names at ESPN. Molly Karam, she's very well known on first take, just as much as Stephen A. and Max. So she has some great things to say. She had a story. Sarah had a story about an Australian newscaster that wore the same suit every day. Nobody, nobody cared. Now, I will say this, though. 
if he like barely wore any clothes or he wore street clothes, they would have said something then. But however, women are more scrutinized for what they wear. It's more detail. It's more attention to detail to what they wear. Because I guess we all about looks. <laughs> Guys and girls. Which kind of sucks in sports media, right? Kavitha Davidson said, It doesn't matter what you wear, you'll always get comments about your looks. Yeah, I, I've done that so many times. Even on Instagram, I, I comment on looks all the time. Just sometimes you just got to step back and just respect what they're doing. But that's how that's how a lot of chicks are famous on Instagram today. Like, they just look good, and they could put any old thing out there, and then the guys would just eat it up. Guys like me would just eat it up because they look so good. Uh, Kate Fagan gets a lot of flack about her looks because she kind of looks masculine because she's gay, lesbian. But she's pretty cool. She's pretty cool. Like, every time she's on TV, she always had great opinions. She speaks very well. I don't... It sucks that she has to address her sexuality and her appearance. Yeah. Kind of sucks for her. But I guess her critics are going to attack one of those two things. So she knows where it's coming from. It still probably has a psychological effect on her sometimes because it's just too much. Sarah Spain says it's a double standard because of her boobs, you know? Like, guys don't have to worry about it, pretty much. Like I said, back to the shirt off thing. Like, they were on TV with their shirt off and they had a gut and they were fat and had, like, man boobs and stuff. Oh, they, like, guys would definitely get roasted for that. I gotta admit. But my thing is, these women put in work. They're journalists, they're columnists, they're professionals. They do this for a living. They cover sports for a living. While we're out doing Lord knows what, they're studying, they're watching games, they're getting interviews, they're working on their craft. They're involved in sports. They know more sports than a lot of us. So you just got to give them respect because this is what they do. You know, we got to put looks aside for a second. It's like it's like Sarah and Mina said. It sucks to be reduced to a body part after putting in all that work to get to where they are. I, I kind of see what they mean. It's just that it's just the way some of us guys think, man. When you look good, you look good. With some guys, you know, if you don't look so good, it's just what we see. I guess image is everything. Maybe that's why sex sells. Like I said, back to the Instagram thing. Maybe that's why, that, that's exactly why people are popular on Instagram, because they look good. <laughs> that's why a lot of what makes, the thing about this is, how is this any different from the workplace? That was my big thing about it. Like, you got to worry about what you got to wear at the workplace, women and men. You can't be out there looking some sort of way. Like, men, you got to wear suits. You got to wear shirt and tie gotta wear something presentable you're gonna get called out about it or you're gonna get are they people gonna talk about it if you come in there looking some sort of way men or women but i guess women even in the workplace it's probably a little bit more people a little more detailed and more just critical of their looks and i guess it's the same on tv because we just viewing them 
Because it's an image thing. It's a perception thing. That's the big thing. See, at work, we don't got people watching us on TV. And then there's not the instant feedback on Twitter and Facebook and even YouTube. So maybe that's why it's a little tougher for women in sports media with the image thing because you got the social media. You got more eyes looking at them. You got, you're in an industry where how you present yourself is important and how you speak is important and all of that. So I get it. So my, so my take about it being the same as a workplace, it makes sense. But then again, I can see the similarities and I can see the differences. There are clear differences, but there are clear similarities too. So L. Duncan had some, had some great takes. I mean... She was criticized for not putting in enough effort into her clothes when she tried to wear something comfortable. She said, someone said on Twitter that I only tune in because you're beautiful and what are you doing? And that, ah, man, that sucks. I can understand that she wouldn't like that or appreciate that. So she's pregnant. Like, if you watch ESPN, you watch SportsCenter, you see she has that baby bump, and it's growing. Clothes, she she got criticized for that. The clothes she wear and how she looks pregnant. But I, I like it, actually. I like her pregnant look because her legs got thicker. But it, uh, that's just me, you know. That's But whatever, man. It, it ain't about her looks, though. It, it's not about her looks. It's, it's about how she feels, how she's perceived. She This even goes back to when she was younger, she said she had a breast reduction because guys would always be hollering at her and sometimes would get disrespectful about her boobs, kind of like Sarah Spain. I know Sarah Spain could relate to that, and she did, and she mentioned that she did. I can see why she got the breast reduction, not because it was psychological. It became psychologically negative, so she had to address the problem, and I commend her for that because... If you going to keep taking psychological damage like that, it's just going to affect the rest of your life. So why not address that problem before it grow, grew? And thank goodness she did because she might not be at ESPN if she didn't take those type of steps to address that, that issue. She also has a deleted Kevin Hart interview because she showed too much thigh. She probably deals with backlash. She probably deals with a lot of trolls every day, but... It's just sometimes you just don't want to do it, don't want to deal with it, don't want to have that take precedence over the stuff you do on TV or over the point of the interview. She don't want the attention on her body. Like If she feels that it's too much attention on her body, she's going to do something about it. And that's the big thing. That's the big thing about her. And she's done a good job about that. Which is why it's not a lot of hoopla about L. Duncan. You know what I'm saying? She's not involved in any controversy. And she's not really popping on Instagram, at least not that I know. But she could be if she wanted to. She just doesn't. Like, she doesn't really like to show off her body, which is fine. So, Rebecca Harlow said the bosses told her to watch her weight and her hair. Molly Karam said one time she was told she isn't right for a specific ethnic group. L. Duncan even said it's there's some contract language in some places where if you don't like worry about your hair, makeup, all that, if you don't there's like specific expectations they have for their looks, which is which is crazy. Jamel Hill said there is contracts of bosses like stressing me about my looks 
won't be working there no more, which is cool. You know, it's cool she's taking a stance. Sarah Spain is confident, but she still feels the effects of being objectified. She had a 15-year-old track story. So when she was 15, a guy kind of hit on her, and she was wearing a, a, a long sleeve shirt. I mean, for real, like, she's wearing a long sleeve shirt, which kind of sucks. So she said that when guys objectify her too much, she goes back and thinks about that 15-year-old girl that was hit on and that was, that didn't really know what was going on. That kind of, that kind of helps her realize that she had to speak up. I guess that helped too. Jamel Hill said she's not a pinup doll, she's just doing her job, which like blatantly sums up this whole episode pretty much. It's not really a compliment when you're talking about their looks and they're trying to do their job. That's what Jamel Hill was saying. Like, yeah, you can compliment on looks, but honestly, like while they're doing their job on TV, it's just not really doing anything for them, I guess. I mean, compliments are cool, but just don't go too far. That's what they're saying, to be honest. Just context. Context is everything, too. I mean, they can't really reason with us on the looks thing. That's what these this what these ladies are pretty much thinking, that they can't really reason with us, that it is what it is. So they have suggestions on how they can fix this. They have a normalization, normalization. Just put women on TV more and people will get used to it. Kind of like me and Molly Kerm, right? I was like, when Molly Kerm first came out, I was obsessed with her. But then the more I saw her, the more I got used to her being on TV. And the more she talked and had, and had her opinions, the, the more I kind of listened for her opinions and not really looked at her, like, pay attention to her looks. I kind of got used to her. Like, I think normalization works. That's a very good strategy. It definitely worked on me. It, it can work on a lot of other guys. So Mina and all the other ladies that spoke, the consensus is you need more women in sports media. And I see what LaChina Robinson is doing. Like on Instagram, she had a thing about black women in sports media. She's trying to get former athletes and other black women who are interested in sports into sports media. If you check her Instagram, she has that. Speaking of LaChina Robinson, remember my story in the first episode about how I thought I saw her at in Columbus, which I did, by the way. It was definitely her. And she was so hot. I just kept looking back, kept looking back. And then I couldn't stop thinking about her for two weeks. Despite the fact that before there, before then, she was just, oh, she's that girl from ESPN. Oh, she just has a podcast. It took one little random encounter for me to think about her nonstop for two weeks. That's kind of weird. I should be more fascinated with the work she does. Because she does some good work and she is very positive on social media. She's not very negative. She's not negative. She's not always showing off her body. And she does have a cute pic. It's, it's pretty classy. It's pretty classy, and she's smiling. She's not, you know, she's not in her bikini or any of it. Just got to not focus so much on looks sometimes. It's hard. It's hard, man. Cause, you know, us guys, we have hormones. When we see something we like, we focus on it. Just... Humans in general, they see something that's appeasing to the eye. Of course they're going to focus on it. Of course they're going to 
not take their eyes. As far as women in sports media, so you got a female hockey analyst, which caught me by surprise, but she knows what she's talking about. That's cool. You have Jessica Mendoza, which, once again, I mainly focus on her because of her looks at first, but she's a pretty good analyst. She's good at softball. She made her name in softball, ended up doing baseball. Doris Burke is a legend. She sideline reports, and she's one of the best analysts in the game, and that's why she gets those big games now. Just perception of women overall is kind of skewed, but maybe it's human nature. Maybe it's society. Maybe it's the media. I don't know, but they're highly sexualized, and that's why porn is such a big and industry because sex sells and it just feeds feeds our hormones and it feeds our perceptions of women as highly sexual. L. Duncan had another suggestion that we challenge the men to help change. Like have men drive to change because if women just doing it, they're not, they might not be taken as seriously, which is a good point, which is a good point. You get some powerful men behind this, like maybe a Snoop Dogg or Oh, man, maybe I don't want to say Donald Trump because it would be hypocritical. He wouldn't be taken seriously. But maybe like like a Michael Jordan, like he don't really get on social issues, but he's highly respected for the most part. Like a Michael Jordan or a freaking Chadwick Boseman, like he's on fire right now. Like he's on top of the world. Or like Kevin Hart, like you get these guys behind it. Oh, people will listen and people will start to change. Or even a LeBron, LeBron, like definitely LeBron, like they'll definitely things will definitely change if you get them to speak out and get them to change the reception of women in sports in general and women in sports media. Like you'll definitely see the changes, but I think the best strategy is normalization. Just put them, keep putting them on TV. Eventually, we'll get used to it. But I think we're a generation away from doing that. It's just not going to happen overnight. But steps are being made. More women are entering sport. In graduate school, I swear half my class was full of women. It's coming. It's coming. Oh, there's an article about female broadcasters pushed to look sexier for male viewers. And they definitely have, in some of these places, these uh, media outlets have image consultants and bosses really get after them about their looks and i should have talked about that a few minutes ago but yeah that's kind of weird too like damn the looks are that important i guess to some people it is because like i said instagram is very influential and it's all about what people see so i guess i get why some of these networks will order image consultants and make sure these women look certain way and, and look more appeasing to male viewers. I, I get it, man. But just eventually, got to change the narrative because I think more diversity and more women in sports will definitely help and definitely help solve some of the issues in sports like domestic violence maybe or it just maybe create more female professional athletes like they'll get paid more. So they'll put better talent on the floor and or on the field and all that. That's, that's just my take. I stumbled through this 
But you we, we get the point though. You get the point. Like I respect women in sports media. I must admit that I do, you know, I do value their looks a lot. Even like someone like Jackie McMullen. What's the first thing I think about? Her looks. The second thing cuz she does look good. She's a MILF by the way. But anyway, the next thing is Okay, she's very respected. She's been in this a long time. She's forgotten more sports than I can remember. Like, that's what I think about. But I think about the looks first. And I feel like I should slow down and think, like, how would they feel if I was to only think about them as a body part, knowing that they are worth way more than that. And I guess that's why... Kenzie Grimes, the girl that gave up the record-breaking home run to Lauren Chamberlain, I guess that's why she was annoyed with my comment to her on Twitter, because it came back to her looks. Like, that's all she is worth for is looks. It don't even matter about her pitching or that she's a good softball player. Nope. No, you look good. You gave up the home run, but you look good. That's all that really matters. You look good. Uh, sucks. I don't think she really appreciated that. But I guess it's cool to compliment women on looks, but sometimes you just got to step back and give them their proper due diligence, give them their proper respect. Just as long as you keep that in mind, man, it's all good, and we can grow as a society for real. But that's all I have, man. The next time, I'll probably get more into D.C. sports, probably talk more about the playoffs, And that's it, man. I'm out. Thanks for listening to another episode of the GOAT Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.